0: Have you ever been to the zoo and wound up witnessing some unexpected animal porn when a couple of sea otters start going at it in front of a class trip? Those sea otters don't give a f who's watching, literally. But human relationships share a lot more in common with our fellow animal brethren than just the old bump and grind. There's evidence of long-term relationships and monogamy in numerous other species throughout the animal kingdom, which means love is ingrained in our DNA. And often for humans, love is the most important thing we do. A 75-year Harvard study found that good relationships are the biggest predictor of overall happiness, health, and fulfillment in life. Basically, love is the only thing that really matters. Since Valentine's Day is right around the corner, I wanted to do a deep dive on love, from how long it takes to fall in love, to attraction and chemistry, to side effects both good and bad. So don't be stingy with those kisses and hugs know-it-alls, because you are now entering the ultimate love fest. My name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast, Know It All. Know It All. 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 And each episode, I'm going to help you become a Know It All about something new. Here we go. Love is in the air, and I've definitely been into the rom com spirit, so I was super stoked to get an early preview of To All the Boys Always and Forever. I don't want to spoil anything for you because the movie drops on Netflix February 12th, and you gotta watch it for yourself, but the whole premise of the To All the Boys I've Loved trilogy is based on love letters. Why did I write these stupid love letters? And after doing some research, it really cracked me up to learn that senders of love letters tend to overestimate the awkwardness and underestimate how touched the recipient will feel, which is totally. totally. Totally what happens in the series. When Kitty nailed my love letters, I thought my life was over. For weeks, I prayed John Ambrose's letter had gotten lost in the mail. It shouldn't come as a surprise that it's flattering to receive a love letter, but it's easy to get in your head when your feelings are on the line. And interestingly, the act of writing by hand actually reinforces the sender's feelings, which may be why Laura Jean struggles to figure out which one of her crushes she likes the most. And this led me down a rabbit hole about the science and psychology of love. So let's get into it. How long does it take to fall in love? Well, a recent study says you only need 3 seconds to figure out if you're attracted to someone. And the BBC reports it takes anywhere from 90 seconds to 4 minutes to decide if we like someone. That's not very long, but that doesn't mean you should waste that precious time on pickup lines. Attraction is registered mostly through body language, followed by the tone and speed of one's voice. Just a measly 7% is through what we say. If things are off to a really good start, falling in love can happen in the blink of an eye. The chemical process in your brain happens in one-fifth of a second. Damn, that's fast. I can't even figure out what I want for dinner that fast. So how does falling in love happen so quickly? Good question. Whether we're conscious of it or not, we all have a distinct love map that helps drive this lightning-fast attraction. The love map concept was introduced by sexologist John Money. A person's love map is essentially a checklist of romantic and sexual preferences that their potential love interest must meet to be able to fall in love with them. Beginning in early childhood, each of us begins to craft our own unique love map on autopilot in the backs of our minds based on our values, beliefs, past experiences, and background, and it's fully developed by puberty. If we meet someone who doesn't check all the boxes on our love map, they're automatically disqualified from being a love partner. You two sleep down by my feet. I call it the friend zone. It's sort of creepy and Freudian, but it's a well-established scientific fact that species throughout the animal kingdom, from birds to fish to mammals, choose mates that look or smell or have similar characteristics to their parents. It's called positive sexual imprinting, and it's not just biological. According to the conversation, you're more likely to choose a partner who resembles your parent if you had a good relationship with that parent. A good relationship with the foster parent can also lead to a positive sexual imprinting. Occasionally, animals will even fall for their human caretakers due to this phenomenon. And if you had a bad relationship with the parent, the reverse is also true, referred to as negative sexual imprinting, which increases the likelihood that you'll choose someone very dissimilar to that parent. Sometimes it's like, you know, paging Dr. Freud. Another form of assortative mating is called homogamy. Word alert. You know what that means, know-it-alls? I just got a word alert. Homogamy is the tendency to mate based on common characteristics, and according to research from the University of Vienna, this applies to a wide variety of traits including age, ethnicity, educational background, religion, personality traits, psychiatric conditions, and physical characteristics such as height or weight. How do we look exactly alike? Have you ever noticed that in a lot of couples, both partners are equally hot? This can be explained by a theory called matching hypothesis, which suggests that people look for partners who are equally socially desirable, especially when it comes to physical allure. Studies have shown a strong correlation between similar attractiveness and successful relationships. But we've all seen a seemingly inexplainable case of, wait, how did that person get that person? Research indicates that in those scenarios, the less attractive person is usually compensating with some other sexy quality like making a lot of money or being ridiculously smart. But if similarities rule so much of attraction, is there any truth to the old saying, opposites attract? Well, sort of. A Columbia University study examined how much overlap couples have in their values, personality traits, identity, and point of view, and those with the longest-lasting relationships weren't too similar or too different, but somewhere in between. Love is full of contradictions. Did you know that an attractive face is more sought after than an attractive body when it comes to long-term relationships? And the reverse is true when it comes to short-term relationships. And if you think you aren't superficial. Take note that all of us tend to subconsciously favor symmetrical faces because they're an indication of ideal gene expression. I like symmetry. Though telling your crush that might get a little bit awkward. There are a million little scientific factors at play that either help or hurt your chances at falling in love. But regardless of how you got there, I wanted to look at the side effects of love because it turns out it isn't just an innocent emotion. Love is a lot like drugs. It's true. Falling in love affects the brain much like cocaine and induces a similar euphoria thanks to the chemicals released in 12 areas of the brain, such as adrenaline, oxytocin, and dopamine. Adrenaline also causes that butterfly feeling in your stomach when you can't stop thinking about a new love interest. Love also makes your pupils dilate, which in turn makes you look more attractive to others. Love even makes food taste sweeter. Not to mention, love is a painkiller. The oxytocin, otherwise known as the love hormone produced when you cuddle or embrace, has been shown to decrease headaches significantly. And if you're lucky, it can make the pain go away completely after four hours. Research has also proven that holding hands or even just looking at a picture of a loved one can alleviate pain. But before you get too touchy-feely, keep in mind that love can literally make you crazy. The levels of serotonin that lovers have at the infatuation stage of love are also found in those with obsessive-compulsive disorder, which is why you can't stop thinking about your new boo. So if you're single and you wish you weren't, just be happy that your sanity is still intact. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, Alls. I hope you enjoyed this podcast valentine. XOXO, JS. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know. What's your favorite Valentine's Day tradition? I, for one, miss trading cards and candy at school. If you're listening to Know It All on Spotify, don't forget to follow the podcast. You can get notified about new episodes each week. Just tap the following button and turn on Get Notified of new episodes. Curious what the next episode of Know It All will be about? You can use this to say hello or I love you. Join me again next week for another episode of Know It All.